Here we go. Folks, this is your host Cameron Ivy of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. This is how we normally open it. That is how we normally open it. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. I know what you mean. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing good. Excellent. Living the dream. Excellent. Well, it is. Uh, it is another week. It's. An, it's time for another privacy please podcast. It is. And uh, so I think this. Yeah, this week we're going to do something a little different for the listeners, right? Uh, there was. There's been a lot of significant news in. Well, there's always significant news in the privacy and security world. And so we figured we'd start using some of those opportunities to kind of highlight some of the more noticeable ones. And so this week, we, uh, we're going to introduce a, a new segment, um, Breaking News with the Privacy Please podcast. Um, and I think one of the reasons why Cam and I really settled on this this week is ransomware has been a topic we've discussed quite a bit um, over the series. Uh, we've looked at it at all different angles. We don't tend to focus a lot on, on kind of, you know, the, the after effects of ransomware as it pertains to the law enforcement side of things, right? Like we hear about it in the news, another organization um, broken up and they're responsible for X, Y, Z. But in particular, there was, there was some news in the wire yesterday that I I think is worth sharing, right? So in this, in this, uh, particular incident, um, law enforcement agencies managed to seize about $375,000 um, in in Ukraine in particular um, in a ransomware bus. But that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. So, so mm-hmm. Cam, um, I think for our guest today, I, I think it'd be awesome if we uh, – let's cover that story in detail. We'll, we'll pull some outside reporting for this as, as Cam and I aren't uh, – we're not, we're not beat reporters, at least not yet. Unfortunately. No, well, yeah, I've got the hard, hard sole shoes for it, but that's about it. <laughs> if we do, we could take it on the road. I could see us strolling in one of those news vans. Could do that. Um, could do that. The news vans are always creepy, though. Like, what other van can ride around with no windows and a bunch of cameras and people just think it's okay? Like, oh, look, it's it's that news van again. Like, no, nah, question that news van. You should really question that news van. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about well, I don't know. Violations. We could put it. We could we could slap some good artwork on there, some graffiti of Privacy Please podcast, and uh, like like we'll it. have some groupies following us. But I like it. no, let's yeah. uh, we'll dive into that right now. Then, alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privacy Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivy, and here's a new breaking news podcast for you. Today, we're going to be talking about law enforcement agencies seized 375,000 in Ukraine ransomware bust. A coordinated effort by law enforcement agencies is viewed as a good sign, but security analysts fear this is just the tip of the iceberg. And no, we're not talking about the Titanic. Anyone? 
Okay. Anyways, I uh, just wanted to say before I start and go into this article, I uh, just want to give credit to Steve Zurier. He is the contributing writer. Um, this came out yesterday, October 4th, 2021. And there will be other names mentioned in the article. So I just wanted to thank those uh, people as well for being involved and for helping, um, but, you know, bring out this news for everyone. So this segment is for that purpose and that purpose alone. We want to be able to spread the news. And these are our breaking news segments. So welcome and let's dive Five law enforcement agencies today announced the arrest of two ransomware operators who, starting on April 20th, allegedly conducted a string of targeted attacks against large industrial organizations in Europe and North America. The arrest was made in Ukraine on September 28th by the French National Cybercrime Center of the National... I'm going to botch this... uh, Gendarmer... The Cyber Police Department of the National Police of Ukraine, the FBI Atlanta Field Office, Europool, and Interpol. A Europool release states that arrests led to the seizure of U.S. $375,000 in cash and two luxury vehicles worth $217,000, as well as the freezing of $1.3 million in cryptocurrency. Ukraine authorities said that suspects were responsible for attacks against more than 100 organizations worldwide and caused more than $150 million in damages. As of Monday afternoon, the identity of the ransomware gang was not disclosed. Europool said that the ransomware operators were known for their lofty ransom demands, which in some cases hit $70 million. Like many other ransomware gangs, these operators would deploy malware and steal sensitive data from their victims before encrypting files. They would then offer a decryption key in return for a ransomware payment, adding to the extortion by threatening to leak the stolen data on the dark web if the victims refused to meet their demands. This bust was significant because the threat actors were arrested in Ukraine which the industry often views as a relatively safe haven for cybercrime, says Jake Williams, co-founder and CTO at BreachQuest. Thanks, Jake. This is also almost certain to throw a monkey wrench in the other ransomware as-a-service operations, says Williams. Some operators will worry about information compromised in the bust, while others are reevaluating the relative safety of their physical operations, especially if they're operating in Ukraine. Ukraine has some of the best software developers in the world, so it's no surprise that a few of them turn their skills to illicit activities. I'm going to botch this. Gurukul, CEO, Syro, Syru, Nayar. That's S-A-R-Y-U, Nayar. This was important because it's, it's often very difficult to secure the support of governments in some Eastern European European countries for cyber attacks that don't necessarily affect them, he says. So the use of Ukraine police resources, France, Europol, Interpol, and the FBI working together to corral two separate ransomware operations represents a real success for the international law enforcement, as well as a shot across the bow of current and future ransomware attackers, Nair says. More efforts along these lines should help reduce the 
instances of ransomware attacks against organizations simply going about their business. Stefano De Blasi, cyber threat intelligence analyst at Digital Shadows, says the suspect reportedly compromised their victims via spear phishing campaigns and targeting remote working tools such as remote desktop protocols, which is RDP, and virtual private networks, known as VPNs. This highlights how social engineering remains a vital access vector for threat actors. He says, as human curiosity is often exploited to bypass technological defenses, the use of RDP and VPNs to compromise organizations suggests that suspects have likely gained access to victims by purchasing initial access broker, IAB, listings on cybercriminal forums and marketplaces. Ukrainian police say that the suspects had an accomplice who helped the group launder money gained from illicit means, de Blasi says. The use of individuals skilled in laundering money has been a significant factor in the development of ransomware groups into an effective criminal business model. Although law enforcement agencies have not named the ransomware gang behind the operation, it's unclear what extent the operation will have on the group in question or on the wider ransomware ecosystem. Eddie Bobtrisky, CEO at Minerva Labs, says his team believes the bust represents a very good step in fighting cyber criminals. And they are very curious about the identity of the two operators. As are we, sir. Some speculate it might be Revil Gang, R-E-V-I-L Gang. But at the moment, we have no information regarding the subject. We are pleased to see that the serious steps are being taken in defending companies from cyber attacks, but of course, it's not enough. And every company must protect themselves against potential cyber attacks by preventing an attack before the initial stage even starts. Tim Wade, technical director of the CTO team at Vectra, adds that there are two sides of the coin when it comes to disincentivizing ransomware activities. First is the matter of how organizations can protect themselves and what investments in people, process, and technology, which we've mentioned plenty of times from our guests and ourselves on Privacy Please, they're making to increase their resilience against the sort of disruption that ransomware represents, he says. But coordinated law enforcement is the other half of that coin, Wade says. And these arrests signal that when it comes to recent proclamations about the unacceptability of the ransomware, there's some bite to the bark. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your breaking news for the week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And again, if you want to check out the article, it will be posted on the notes section of the podcast if you wanted to read it yourself. But again, these are for helpful ways to listen instead of having to read because a lot of people drive. So don't read while you drive. Listen to my voice while you drive or while you need to be somewhere quiet but want to get some good information. So thanks for tuning in. Privacy, please. Breaking news edition. We'll see you next week. Cameron Ivy out. I just wanted to thank all of you out there for tuning in each and every week. And to all of our amazing guests for coming on. I know that there are millions of other shows and it means the world to have you with us on this journey. 
We are so grateful that you choose to listen to us each and every week. If you like the show, tell a friend, have them tell their friends, and then make maybe make some new friends along the way uh, so we can continue to spread the word and keep learning together. Let's protect what matters most. And by the way, DJ, can you go ahead and drop that outro beat and keep it classy? We'll see y'all next week. Oh,